Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Short Shoot Show. We've been off for a little bit. Tim Don has had a haircut. He looks 15 years younger. Uh, he is here, the four-time world champ, uh, two days out from doing Ironman UK. Also four-time world champ, Chris McCormack is here. And the woman who I recently discovered is described online as a national treasure, if you can believe that, Annie Emerson. She may have written that herself. I don't know. I had to dig very, very deep. Anyway, everyone's here. Lots to cover. Full preview of the Olympics coming up in a few weeks. We'll talk the tri battle as well. Uh, whatever you think about that coming up on the 18th of July. But Tim, I want to just, I'll start with you, mate. You, you, you're going to race on Sunday. Um, now, this episode will go out after you have raced, so we will know how you went. But tell us, we'll go back in time. How are you feeling, despite the fact that you've been racing for like 65 years? You've never done this race. I've never raced an Ironman in the UK. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be typical British summer weather, um, 10 degrees and rain on a, a treacherous course, a three-lap bike course. So it's going to be nuts with all the age groupers. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, my family get to come and watch, which doing Ironman, they don't really do come and watch. It's not really a spectator sport live, if I'm honest. Um, so yeah, no, we're looking forward to that. But yeah, I'm in good shape. If I should get the W, what, what? No, who knows? I'll just give it 100% and see what happens. <laughs> Well, we'll find out, right? Because you've, you've claimed the win uh, and now everyone's going to be um, listening to this knowing that you came 11th out of 13 just like Lionel Sanders did at Coeur d'Alene. No, that, that won't happen. That won't happen to you. No, it won't uh, be that bad. Macca. <laughs> Macca, what's keeping you busy, mate? We're in lockdown. Uh, I'm in lockdown. We had eight cases in Australia and they locked our country up. Eight cases, everybody, of COVID. So it's a very scary environment to live in at the moment down here. So no one leaves their house. We're locked up for two weeks. So in the middle of school holidays, so I'm stressed. I've got kids running around everywhere, bored and breaking everything, and they can't go outside. So, yeah, it's been bliss last mm. week. I have exactly the same problem as you. But, they like, see, so you've got teenagers, so I don't know. I do not know what teenagers do when they're locked up alone in their room. Actually, I 100% do know that. But um, I tell you what, five-year-olds and one-year-olds, they destroy everything. Everything in my house is wrecked. Uh, including my laptop, which just died as well, probably because it's been playing too much Peppa Pig. Annie, how's the UK? We're coming in hot in eight weeks or so. Will I get COVID while I'm there? No, definitely not. We're doing okay. We're, we're all double, triple vaccinated, and, and they're even talking about a booster jab in September. So we are way ahead of the game, as you would expect with the Brits. Mm, how the tables have turned. We, we're the only person old enough on this phone call to uh, have had the vaccination in Australia is Macca. I'm not old <laughs> enough yet. You've got to be over 40. I've had my first vaccine. I'll have my second in uh, a little over 10 days. And I'm out of here, Will. I'm getting back and I'm plugging back into the world, mate. I'm getting back <laughs> into life. I forget what the world's even like. It's been two years since I've left home. I do not know. It's bright outside. It's very sunny. I don't like it. I'm going to stay in here for a little bit longer. And watch the Olympics, which is coming up uh, seriously soon now. I cannot believe it's actually happening, to be fair. And the triathlon is what we want to talk about. Uh, the men's uh, July 26th. What is that? Right now we're recording. That's 24 days away. By the time you're listening to this out there, wherever you are, uh, it's going to be a lot closer than that. Uh, it's going to be 6.30 a.m. local. So we talk a lot about the heat. I mean, it's going to be hot, but it's not that hot. Uh, surely it's 6.30. Uh, 7.30 Sydney. That's 10.30 p.m. in London the day before. Um, and then the women's is the following day, July 27th at 6.30 in the morning. And then four days after the men's and three days after the women's, July 31st is the mixed team relay. And that's causing all sorts of issues, uh, which we're going to talk about in just a second. We're going to get everyone's podium predictions at the end of this. We'll go through the announced teams one by one. They've still got a few more days that they can um, put their teams up. There's some of them that are dragging their feet. The full start list will come out. Um, but before we get into the teams, some interesting news from World Triathlon this week based around... It's the first time the Mixed Team Relay features, as most of you probably know out there. Uh, and I'll, I'll just take a few grabs from what, they, from what they said. In previous Olympic Games, when a nation decided not to use a quota place, the slot rolled down to the next nation on the ranking. So there was a full start list, which is what we want. In that situation, and in now, because there's two events, to qualify doesn't mean that to compete in both events. So should a nation decide not to race an athlete in the individual race and only the Mixed Team Relay, he or she would still be using the same quota place, which means that we're not going to see a full start line at the Olympics if indeed national federations decide to specialise their athletes for the mixed team relay. This has caused, I mean, 
Mac, we talked about this off air. Well, let's start with you. It is the 2nd of July right now. They put this out on the 30th of June. 3.8 years ago, we could have told them that this was going to happen. Wake up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. When, when we talked about this, I think, the first ever Super League race in Hamilton Island, it was uh, it was discussed. I was trying to understand how the relay versus the individual teams would work, whether they were separate teams and they were explaining it. And I said, well, what was stopping nations resting athletes for the relay and how will that affect the – I said, some nations are going to pick – a relay-focused team and others are going to pick an individual-focused team. And as those quotas are filled, you're not going to have the 55 starters in the men and 55 starters in the women's in the, individ- in the individual race. And no one – everyone looked at me like I had AIDS. So I was like um, – What? Yeah, <laughs> 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 COVID. COVID. <laughs> Whoa. What escalated quickly. <laughs> no, but at the time, but I think it's – you know, it's – it's not. It's not the world triathlons. It's not world triathlons business, really. At the end of the day, they set the rules. The national federations will will pick their teams, as you said earlier. Canada's already stood up and said, "Mind your own business." I'm pretty sure Australia will do the same. Um, yeah, it's it's just it is what it is now, and we push forward. I'm just happy to see racing in Tokyo, and I'm looking forward to watching both the individual and the the relay race, regardless of whether there's 55 starters in the individual or there isn't. You know, so. Well, it's not it's not a good look though for triathlon. I mean, if they don't, if fifty five don't take the start line, see, I was under the impression before this that they at least had to start, and then maybe that they would just pull out after the swim, or you know, if they're not in a good position, they'll they'll just they'll drop off. But apparently, you don't even have to make it to the start line, and you still can go in the mixed team relay. But it's not a good look for the sport. And then the Olympics will say, well, you don't need fifty five spots next time. Maybe we'll make it forty five, or maybe we'll make it thirty five. I mean, I mean, Tim, what's your take on this? Because like I can see everyone's point of view, but the only it's the sport that's going to suffer. Yeah, I mean, as Mac said, like people saw this coming years ago. For ITU to do a statement three weeks out is just bonkers. Um, and also, you look at the reserves. I mean, the res- they're picking reserves purely on a twenty-minute race, not on the. They're not going to take someone's place necessarily in the full distance. They're, they're picking younger athletes, athletes that haven't got the pedigree in an Olympic distance, which is an hour 50, but doing Super League, French Grand Prix, the super fast racing. So we might even see people, countries field two separate teams. I know the British have picked two male um, reserves. So those two could do the relay and Alistair and Johnny might not even race. Um, but, you know, to train for a one hour 50 race or a 20 minute race, the dynamics are so different. Don't get me wrong, the top guys and girls, um, you know, Christian, Cassandra, they've got the, the the pedigree to do that. But some are athletes, some other athletes need to specialize. Um, and it's, it's a different different training system. So it is a shame, but for the ITU not to see this coming, um, yeah, I'm yeah flabbergasted by them. Surely there's been a whole bunch of, you know, behind the scenes before they've made this statement, they would have contacted all the federations, said, please don't do this. And like, maybe this has been going on for two years. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure, but like triathlon Canada is a funny one because they, they only have, they have their own standards, right? So you've got to finish seventh or above in a WTS race. So you've got to finish or a particularly competitive world cup race or the fifth or above in the Tokyo test event to earn through tri Canada, a spot in the individual race. So then Tyler Mislachuk's the only one who's done that. So, and they'll probably use someone else because they want someone to work for him in the race. But then the women qualify the mixed team relay team, but they're not allowed to race in the individual race according to what Triathlon Canada put down years ago. So, I mean, has this gotten more complicated, Annie, than than they anticipated? And they just hoped that it would that everyone would play ball, but it, it turns out that they're not. And we've got teams like Australia, GB, Spain, France, Italy, US, all have more than four. So they've all got that option. And if one of them takes it, you think they all would. Yeah, I'd like to say that they, they had thought about it before. And, and I guess we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So I don't want to accuse anyone. But my take on it is they probably... Go on. They, haven't, <laughs> they probably haven't um, thought about it. And I guess ultimately, if there really is no uh no consequence of you know resting athletes or pulling athletes out of out of the race or anything like that then then the athlete the, the federations are going to go for the medals right they don't care they want medals at the end of the day that they, they don't really care who they piss off you know ultimately it is for each individual nation about a federation about winning medals that's what it's about 
So however they can get them. Well, what is the call? What is the call? Interesting point on the, on the, because I saw the Brits are sending those, uh, they're sending their alternates across to the games. What is the rule? I know what the rule was for the individual race, but what is the rule post the individual race if the athletes were to pull up lame? Are you able to sub your 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 alternates into that relay race? Is that you're allowed to do that? So Sophie, yeah, that's a good move from the UK because I saw Sophie Cobble on that alternate. List. Yeah, wow. and, and and Gordon Benson, it's looking good. Isn't and it? Gordon Benson, yeah. yeah, and the young clever. guy Sam very, as well, very yeah. who was off the front at Leeds. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these federations have been funded by their governments, millions of dollars, and it is about bang for their buck and it's Olympic medals. When we look back in five weeks time, people are going to look at who's got the medals. They're not going to look how they won them. Oh, they didn't do the individual. That doesn't count. It's purely about, yeah, medals, medals for the money. Wow. Well, we're going to we'll watch this space. We'll continue to follow this story because it's, there's, there's more twists in the tail before we arrive there. And let's just hope that triathlon, for all the people around the world who only watch triathlon once every four years, and there's plenty of those because they'll be watching the Olympics, they see a full start list and they see a good race because that's how we want to advertise the sport that we all enjoy. Um, now, let's have a look now at the teams. So Australia was announced today, actually, uh, obviously a few days ago now when you're listening to this. Jake Birtwistle we knew about, <coughs> Ash Gentle we knew about, Matt Hauser gets a slot, Aaron Royal gets a slot, which is great because he did so much work to get there, uh, Emma Jeffcoat and Jazz Hedgeland. So you think that Hauser and Hedgeland are there as mixed team relay pace. Uh, Macca, you know, you're obviously uh, dialed in with the Australian team. What do you think of that six? They're the only team who, by, you know, great design, have managed to get three and three. I think it's a great team. I'm, I'm really, really happy for Emma Jeffcote. I know it's been a lifelong goal for her and she really committed to to getting on that team. And, you know, she was even working last year for an individual spot to support Ashley Gentle. And her, her progress for this last year in the lockdown has been amazing, watching her in camp and watching her up in Cairns recently. So she would have been ecstatic with the news. I'm happy for Aaron Royal. I think he's just a consistent, strong racer. And when you look at the Australian, Aaron is outside of – there's only Stixie and, and oh, Brad Carterfelt and and um, um, Courtney Atkinson and Peter Robinson have ever gone to two Olympics. So Aaron Rawls in elite company in that sense. So he's uh, I think it's a great team. I think you know I'm keen to see Jake put together. I'm curious as to whether Jess will get or um, Jesse or, or Emma Jeffcoat will get the relay start um, on the on the on the on that side because they're both great relay racers. I think Ash General's an amazing relay racer for Australia. Great team. I know they'd be super excited. Matt Hauser, what a huge talent. We've talked about him for years. Great relay racer. Great to put him in an Olympic Games like this. We'll see him in many more. And uh, I think it's an awesome team. I can't wait to to yell at the TV screen for him because it's going to be great. Great viewing. Yeah, it really it really is. Matt House, Matt House is a good shout, I reckon, for 2024, even in, in individual. Um, but he's going to be super fast. And, and Emma and and Matt have won everything here in Australia over the last six months. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to feel for someone like a Nat Van Coburn, I suppose, who had, who's had some really good results um, in, in the previous six months. And she's one of those ones that decided to go overseas because in Australia there's a real dichotomy between those who stayed and, and those who left Macca. I thought that. I was surprised. I thought Nat had done enough to, to potentially get a spot. I'm not a selector, but I, I thought that move overseas and that racing would be viewed positively by – she raced very, very well. She was in great form. Um, but look, I, I think, you know, with, with, every, with any Olympics, there's always going to be discussions on who got in, who didn't get in. I saw a, a post by Taylor Spiver today talking about the heartache of not making the team. It is very, very tough. I've been on the receiving end of that myself. So I understand how hard it is, but it's, it's, an, it's what makes the Olympics so special, right? It's, there's people that go and there's people that don't go. And if, it, if everyone went, it wouldn't be as special as what it is. So I think people stand up and fight again, and, and a lot of people come out of non-selection becoming better athletes for their next Olympic Games. And I think of Greg Bennett in that instance, not making it in Sydney and then going on to have a fantastic event in, in Athens. So, you know, I think they're young enough. The Australian team is very, very young. Those athletes that didn't make the Australian team are very, very young. So we've got, you know, we're the only nation on earth to qualify three men and three women. So depth-wise, you could say we're the strongest nation, triathlon nation, still in the world. Well, I don't and, know about uh, that. Not sure about that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, back me up. Where the person in the pudding tin. Annie's no, gone. Annie's just yeah. disappeared off the, the screen. The <laughs> you know, the no, depth I across can't. men and women. I know. I is agree. there. I mean, 
We messed up. All I have to say is if you can tell me another nation that has three men and three women, just one other nation, then I'll stand corrected. But until you do, Australia is the strongest nation in triathlon in the world. No, bad income. Like this. All right, well, just, everyone, just take it. Just take a beat. Uh, let's go through. I'm just going to crack through the other nations and and look. Just jump in when you want to have a chat about one or other of these athletes. Uh, Austria have named Lisa Perdera, uh, Alois Nabel, who's the national sprint champion, Julia Hauser, who had a top five in Yokohama. That's her standout uh, result. Belgium is going to be strong. Uh, I will ask you guys about that because you know obviously they they got a mixed team relay team in in Lisbon. Uh, by winning that race ahead of Italy and Switzerland, who also got in. Claire Michelle, Valerie Barthelemy, Yella Gaines, Martin Van Riel. That is a very strong mixed team relay team, team, but it's a very strong individual team. So, Tim, I'll go to you guys for, to, to you first. That they're gonna be they're gonna be there or thereabouts in both the men's and women's. I think the relay, they've got great synergy with their team. They um they don't all train together, but when they are together, they're really working as a team. You can see the energy. Um, as you said. He's just unreal. I mean, he's one of the most consistent athletes as well. Um, so, yeah, and I think with Claire, she's coming up um, over the shorter stuff. Um, but again, if they're not having the race of their life in the Olympic distance, will it be at the back of the mind to back off and save themselves for three days? And I know we said they are starting early, but the humidity, I, I raced at the test event um, in 2019 and we started crazy early. The humidity in a city, it was just brutal. Um, so I do think that there will be people backing off, but um, yeah, the Belgium team, solid. Oh. Who have we lost? I wanted to hear that, Timmy. Yeah, me too. Tim's, Tim's frozen. Yeah, we lost you, Tim. I, I oh, think no. what you said was you raced at the test event and it was really hot early in the morning. Yes, that's what I said. Can that's you hear said? me now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. You just disappeared. Ah, yeah. oh, no. It's Bolton, the internet. Yeah, the, the, the classic bolts. Annie, yeah, have we got you? Annie. You've got me. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? I'm here. Annie. Are you okay? Annie, huh? are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Annie, are you okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. Annie's okay. All right. Annie's yeah. gone. We'll carry we'll carry on without her. <laughs> Annie, what do you think? If you if you if you disagree with Tim, say nothing. Oh, well, oh come go. on, All Annie. Right. You've got to agree with <laughs> me. <laughs> classic Annie. She's so contrarian wow. like that. Um, look at me let's like move that. on. We, yeah. <laughs> look me in the eyes when you're not speaking to me. Annie, um, you're joking. Aren't you? you can't really <laughs> believe that. <laughs> uh, after Belgium comes Bermuda, and the only name we know uh, that's been named is, is Flora Duffy. Now, she has been, oh, she's been flying under the radar, but she had an amazing run in Leeds. Her last five results, always in the top four. She, she's, she's, your, she's your race favourite, is she not, Tim? Yes, she is actually. Um, yeah, she's in a good place. You can see um, with Dan, her, her husband, and she's got a little squad going in Boulder. She trains really well off altitude. Um, and I think Leeds on paper may have not looked her best result, but to have the quickest run for someone who's predominantly a swim biker, that's dangerous for every other woman. Maka? Oh, I agree wholeheartedly with Tim. And, and she's... She's such. She's the Alistair Brownlee of the of the female race. She she rips the field apart. She's so technically perfect when she's on. Her athletic IQ is on point, and that run in Leeds was smack on. And, and I, I think she came into Leeds off a big block of work. She would have been Olympic focused, and I think come twenty four days time, she's going to be very very tough girl to beat. Absolutely. Um, now let's move on to France. Uh, one of the teams that have got one of the nations that have got five. Uh, Vincent Lewis, obviously, we know him very well from a Super League triathlon perspective. Twenty nineteen World Champions. Um, now I should mention that the Super League team, and this is it's going to be fantastic. It's got a Vincent Lewis documentary coming out, and part one is coming out next week, um, establishing who Vince is, telling the story of his career so far, and it hasn't been a fantastic one. Uh, highlighted by so many different things. He finished uh, seventh, I think, in Rio. Bill has been disappointed with that and carried that with him. Oh, Annie, are you back? <laughs> yes, I'm here. I haven't I can't been hear, I can hear you, but I cannot see you. But I am here. I can't hear. I can Annie's see her. Okay. She's still staring she at okay? me. <laughs> I am here. You have been. You disappeared. You haven't been oh, back. back for three minutes. Hey. You started moving. <laughs> it's good to see you. I'm very much it's good here. to see you back. I'm very much here. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, you did. No, you weren't. Just you just disappeared, and you were not interested in hearing Tim talk about 
Uh, he, he was mentioning, he was name dropping himself, saying that he raced in the Tokyo test event. And then you just, you were like, no, I'm not having that. <laughs> I'm not having the, that I, at all. I won the test event. We won the test event. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. Of course, of course. Um, so, all right. So now that Annie's back, we can talk a little bit more about the French team. Uh, Vince, and, and I was just saying that Super League's documentary, the first part is coming out. Uh, next week. So make sure you check all the Super League channels for that. It's going to be outstanding to get that level of access to a guy who has had a killer couple of years. Um, obviously, he didn't have his best race in his last race, but he won four in a row before that. So Vincent, Dorian Connix, Leo Berger, Cassandra Beaugrand, Leone Perio. that is an extremely strong mixed team relay team, obviously the world champions, but it's also a team full of incredibly strong individuals. And you know what, Annie, now that you're here yes. uh, and, and you look asleep, are you, are you still awake? What do you think about that French uh, team? Um, obviously, you've got guys there. All of them are, are, are race winners. Oh, my goodness. Um, what a team they have. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting one. I think Vincent Luis, uh, wow. Uh, we don't know much what's going on with him. We know he built out of Leeds. And I don't think that's great with the history that he had prior to the Rio Olympics when he was injured. You know, I kind of, I just think he's a guy after 2019 that so deserves that Olympic medal round, round his neck. But I guess we don't know. We can only guess what's going on. Um, I think Leo Berger will be brilliant. Dorian Connix is a guy that you just never know what he's going to deliver can be 40th, can be, you know, on top of the world, like we saw in Bermuda. He's an incredible athlete. And when he's in the right place, um, he's dangerous. I think Cassandra Bogrand's an interesting one because I think she's such a huge talent. Um, but is she ready for the Olympics? I mean, she's already raced in one Olympics. She has that experience. Um, again, I haven't quite seen her run as well as I think she can this year. There's so much unknown, isn't there? You know, with a lost year, there really is. Um, but I think Cassandra's going to be up there. She's going to be top 10. But whether she's good enough to make the medals yet, I think she has a really bright future. She's incredibly young. Um, but yeah, that's my take on it. Leo Berger as well. I love to watch him race. But again, it might be just a little bit soon for him. I think we've probably read a little bit, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but Vince hasn't posted for a month. And every time he puts something on Instagram stories, he's got nothing to do with him racing. It's obviously, you don't even need to see him. Like it's, and it's different to what he's been doing before that. And I wonder, I just wonder where his head's at or where his headspace is at. I know in previous discussions, he, like, he, like everyone, he puts so much pressure on himself when it comes to the Olympic cycle. And he's just been so successful that everyone's expecting it from him, I suppose. I mean, that kind of pressure, and then obviously you might be carrying a little bit of an injury. That that's that's hard to hard to deal with. I have I have no doubt. I think. I, mean, that, I think. Mac, quietness. can you tell me? Like, what do you think? Sorry, I think the quietness yeah. on social media, you know, tells tells us quite a lot. Really, you know, he's not an everyday um, poster, but he he is on. And the fact that we've heard nothing since uh, before Leeds is a bit telling. Um, and I guess we're all guessing yeah. here, but he suffers. He tends to suffer stress fractures. Um, you know, he has done in the past. Do you know something we don't? No, I don't. I promise you I don't. <laughs> I just think the Olympics is oh, yeah. such a difficult time for some athletes. That run-up, do you know what I mean, Maka? That run-up to the Olympics where everything is going so smoothly and instead of sticking to what you're doing and what you know five weeks out and just keeping yourself there, athletes always want to throw in that one more session, you know, that tips them over the edge. It's The Olympics is unlike any other event. I, I don't look too much into his social media. I think any, if you know Vince, and we all do, he he's a relatively quiet individual. He's just a performer. Yeah. Once he puts a race suit on, he just comes out of his shell. It's like he's a completely different human. He crosses the line and he's quite reserved and quiet. And I've got a gut feeling, having followed a lot of Joel Filiol's training squad, none of them are posting a lot. So I don't mm -hmm. know whether that's an instruction of the coach to, to start to to lock out, to start to focus on on the job at hand. Forget about socials, forget about your fan base, forget about talking about everyone. Let's just focus on the job and we can talk about it after the Olympics. I do think there has been a problem leading up without question. I don't know of any problem, but yeah, just, uh, I, you know, the, the dropout of Leeds is not like Vince. It's, and, and, you know, the not posting a little bit is not like Vince. He would have had to deal with his girlfriend not making the mm -hmm. team. There's a lot that's been happening. So I think he's probably taken some downtime and, um, 
and just focused on the job at hand. The, the, the French team has been picked for that relay. You can see that with mm-hmm. Connix in the team, with, with Cassandra um, on that team, with, with Leone there and, and, you know, Vince and Leo. I think, you know, between Dorian and, and Leo would be the other member of that relay team that they'll select from. But it's a, it's a marvellous team. They are the favourites to win that relay. So regardless of what happens in the individual event, they'll be defending that relay gold and that'll be what they're chasing. So they will walk away with some hardware. Cassandra will get something. Mm-hmm. And I see Cassandra, as she's very young. I know she's been to games and this is a, they're building that experience in her and the French do that very, very well. But she reminds, a lot of people question her ability to run a, a 10K. She's still too young and a lot of athletes develop into that 10K. And I think of Courtney Atkinson, again, when I think of an mm-hmm. athlete that developed into a 10K runner in those early days as a junior. And Tim, you raced him mm-hmm. and you beat him in Lausanne at Junior Worlds. He was the favourite for that event. He just didn't have a great – it took him a while to build that 10K. <laughs> I remember it, Tim. I was there, mate. <laughs> yeah. It was an amazing race. And, and, and I see the same with Cassandra. I see the same with Cassandra. She's developing that 10K this year. She's been running her best 10K runs in this year's races compared to previous years. So I think you're only going to see upside in Cassandra Bograd. Right, let's move on. Uh, oh, Timmy, you got something, to, got something to add? No, I was just going to no, say... Carry on, we'll go... We'll go. Go on, carry on. No, you carry on, mate. You're the four-time world champion. Tell Go us about it. that junior world, Tim. I was there, oh, mate. I oh, don't do that. Oh, 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 you ice quirk. Oh, I was I there, it. mate. It was oh, a ripping race. It was, was this, 1981? It's just, it's just a trough Switzerland. That's where it all started. We won't talk about the after party. Let's just see that in, mate. <laughs> yeah, you got to remember in Tokyo uh, in the relay, um, Dorian he went. To, he started the run with Alex, and they went toe to toe, and Alex didn't ah, win. Ah, yes, you know. Yeah. And Alex is yeah. a class runner, but his yeah. tactically, if he's his tactic is to go and win, but if he's got someone on his shoulder, you know, he got out sprinted. He's a twenty-seven minute ten k runner, and Dorian is nowhere near that. Yet he was able to outsmart him and beat him. So I agree. France are coming away with a hard with hardware. Um, yeah, in the relay, could Vince get a medal in the individual? Absolutely. I think we can't read too much into social media. Um, you know, uh, certainly Joel's had many much experience with coaching Whitfield to a silver medal in Beijing, so he knows how to bring um, you know a favourite to the front with the the last couple of years, but also a dark horse to the front. So I think he'll know how to manage the squad better than any any other coach out there. Imagine having a squad so strong that you could leave Leo Berger out of your mixed team relay, and that might be what happens in the end. Uh, Germany, uh, fresh off coming second in the Euro mixed team relay champs, uh, what, 10 days ago or two weeks ago. Jonas Schomburg uh, is there. Laura Lindemann is there, the European sprint champion now, who beat Leone and, uh, and Nicholas Birig home. Uh, on the 19th of June, Justice Nieschlag is there too, and Annabelle Knoll uh, is the German team. Um, let's crack straight on to Great Britain. Uh, Vicky Holland, Jonathan Brownlee, Jessica Learmonth, Georgia Taylor-Brown, Alex Yee. What a squad that is. Um, second most depth probably after Australia, wouldn't you agree, Tim? Definitely on the women's, they are so strong. <laughs> if, um if the, you know, the Aussies, though, you can't, you know, they often falter when it comes to the big occasion. Huh? So, uh, yeah, right, you know, right. um, <laughs> no, but, but it's interesting. Um, I train at the Olympic Centre in Loughborough. Vicky Holland's gone to Lavinio Altitude with her squad. Everyone else is doing their heat prep in a chamber in uh, Loughborough. And I don't know whether that's that's going to work or it's not going to work. But, um, you know, they've decided not to travel like half the Aussie team, you know, staying home. But they are. So I just hope they get their build up right. Um, because, yeah, that, that the women, um, they could really go. They could get two medals in the individual. And with the team they've picked for the relay and the reserves they've got, Sophie Coldwell, top five relay woman in the world, in my mm. opinion. So I think she's going to be, um, be a force, force to be reckoned with in the relay. So you do think that's what they're going to do? They're going to run everyone all out in the in the individual and then draft in Sophie and who else is there? Sam Vincent, and, yeah. and Gordon Vincent. as yeah. well. And Gordon. Unless, so unless, think- unless there's an injury on the women's field, then do they sub Sophie in? 
but then they might sacrifice her skills for the relay. If she's training, if I was the coach, I would say, let's train for a 20 minute race, not an hour 50 race. And hopefully no, no woman gets injured. But if they do, do they sub her in and sacrifice her? I wouldn't do that. At the end of the day, people look at medals, not, not necessarily the behind the scenes work. That's right. So you think Sophie definitely will have a role, will race something at this Olympics? I hope so. I really do because she's been, she's just on a, on the right path to, to yeah, knock it out of the park. Uh, Annie, are you gone again or are you asleep? <laughs> she's, on, she's on Twitter. Uh, she's on Twitter. <laughs> no, Annie's asleep. Annie's asleep. At least Annie, she's not looking it's good at to us. know you. Whatever you're charging to come onto this podcast, you're going to have to halve it. Sorry. So can you tell 20 Annie pounds for you. <laughs> Tim and I can actually say something. Annie doesn't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to invest with one of Annie's answers. You've got to know that you're going on a two-minute journey. Um, Italy. Ponder this, this. Who do you think will win the Olympics? <laughs> 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 and that's when you ask her for one. Like, who's going to win? Well, hmm. Hmm, let, let me, me start by it. naming all of the athletes. Politically <laughs> correct. I love that. <laughs> Uh, Italy has Pizzardi, uh, Statov, Alice Beto, Angie Olmo, Verena Steinhauser. I don't know Verena Steinhauser. It doesn't sound very Italian to me. New Zealand's gone through some ups and downs, and they they only just announced their team. Um, uh, Nicole Vanderkay, Ainsley Thorpe, Hayden Wild, Taylor Reid. Uh, I know there's been some back and forth in New Zealand about all of this, but um, you know Hayden stands head and shoulders above everybody else. He obviously. And, and we had him on the show um, after Leeds, and he obviously was so good there. And he wasn't his bike. He was he was concentrating on making sure he had a, a really big bike, and then seeing how he could run off the back of that. So he, he probably wasn't even aiming necessarily to do as well as he did in that race. Um, he made a little tactical error in that race too, and got left behind. Had to cover that gap. He is going to be strong for me. He's one of the one of the guys who 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 is a really good shout for a medal. Um, Timmy, I'll start with you. What do we think of the Falcon after all of that? And, and coming into this, I mean, he's just he's, he's just gotten better and better ever since we first saw him uh, chase down Mario Mola down the Jersey Strait back in 2018 or 17 and, and, and pick up a top 10 in Super League. And now we're talking about him for an Olympic medal. Yeah, I mean, he podiumed at the Olympic test event. He knows, knows how to race that course. Um, as you said, he flew in from New Zealand the week before the, the week of the race. Um, he's had a great winter from, you know, he's got a great, great team around him. He seems happy in Europe. Yeah, I definitely put him up. He is 100% one of my uh, podium contenders. Um, and I think um, yeah, he's worked on his swimming over the winter, although he's, he's nailed some run times. He did the, I think it was the B standard for New Zealand to, for the 5,000. Um, but you saw he was aggressive on the bike in Leeds, you know, when, when, when someone races infrequently, you have to nail it, and he nailed it, and that's a character. That's 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 what you need to do at the Olympics. So, yeah. yeah. Maka, you must feel as though, you know, you've had a little helping hand in helping Hayden along, you know, in the Super League aspect, and it, it must – and there's a few guys like that. Jonas Schomburg's probably another one that springs yeah. to mind, but um, just having your, your hand on their back and pushing them along a little bit through the formative years and watching them – you know, now contend and Hayden, you know, we're talking about him, but Jonas as well. It must be nice. Look, I saw, I was sitting with Jonathan Hall in Hamburg watching the relay event in 2017. And uh, at that time, Taylor Reid was the strongest Kiwi. Um, and, and there was talk about him being the next Hamish Carter. And uh, I remember seeing Hayden Wild and he was running for sixth or seventh place. And, and he was sitting in about ninth position and he dug that last finish straight of Hamburg and he, mm. he passed four guys. And I thought, that's a that, that you don't learn that you are that you know you're a racer and you you can't teach an athlete that and the guts and the and the commitment to dig and fight to the finish line is is something that just that grabbed me we threw him in the super league he's gone from strength to strength i think the big advantage hayden wild has and uh, and over the, a lot of the europeans is the winter you talk about tim was summer down here so his yeah. whole break when the whole of europe was in lockdown he was in a summer training camp in new zealand no covid open roads, running races. It was, it, was, it was a normal world. So whilst he didn't get those triathlons in, he did have an unbelievable base prep in, 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 in New Zealand. He's been able to walk out of that 
come across to, to, to Leeds, have his first race. He's been able to jam a couple of races in between the Olympics. I think he's going to be a, a big hitter. I, I think the other advantage is his weakness is the swim that he's worked on. But in, in, in Japan, in Tokyo, that water is so hot, it can take the pace out of the swim. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the pace mightn't be there as that, as that water temperature is so warm. So it could, could keep those gaps a little bit closer together in which I think Hayden will benefit. I'm going to put him in there for a medal. I'm not going to pick a colour. Anything can happen with Hayden Wilde and the sky's the limit. I'm a massive fan of the kid, massive fan. All right, we move on to Norway and uh, the three musketeers, Blumenfeld, Eden and Storms are all there. Lottie Miller, who spends a lot of time in Australia, she's over there as well. They're all happy and they're, you know, I mean, these guys are just, they do what they do and they're going to be there or thereabouts. They've got a plan. We've talked about them at length. So uh, we'll leave them for now. There's one thing I'm worried about the Norwegians is have you seen the What's suit? They're, have you seen the suit they're going to race in? It's white. I saw them testing suits. Yeah, yeah it's white. You don't want to white suit? Well, I don't know if you. I mean, need to go to yeah. the loo before oh, the start. Everyone knows in triathlon, you don't do white suits. <laughs> <laughs> That's a triathlon soaker. You don't do a white race suit. No, you don't. Everybody only, knows that. Yeah. <laughs> only someone like Mario. Okay, explain, could why? Do that why not? <laughs> Well, I'll post one to you, and you can try it because, on. Because well, you, you don't. When you get out of the water, <laughs> it's not white all the way down, is it? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. that's a bit yeah, aggressive. It leaves very little to the imagination. I mean, very oh, right. little to the imagination. So well, at least the science. water's warm, I suppose. At least the water's <laughs> warm. You don't want it to be too cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, okay, that's very good. Then I can understand. You basically run as quick as you can to get home to cover up. There's, there's a method to the madness. So we've got like, basically, you guys have got eight world championships between you and you're like, oh, you know, you don't wear a white suit. I'm like, and then, and yeah, no, of course not. And I'm like, oh, there's got to be some kind of technical reason for this. And then I just realized it's because, you know, you're just not packing that much heat down under and you're too embarrassed. Like, now I understand. <laughs> I, I totally get it. Some people are like Benjamin Sanson opted to wear a white suit. He yeah. would wear no suit. Some people oh, good. Good. Wear yeah. I just like Les. Yeah. Oh, I love him. <laughs> Have you seen oh, his new well, race well, yeah. series called Le French Man? It's awesome. You've got to follow it. He's awesome. He's got this red yes. cape on. I love it. <laughs> All right, let's move on from that. Andy's not here for that. Enough talk about people's junk. We'll move on. Uh, Spain, Miriam Casillas, Anna Godoy, Mario Mola, Fernando Alaza, Javier Gomez gets in, which is great because, it, you know, there was a time when we thought that maybe Javi wouldn't be there. So uh, good for them. They've obviously got five. Switzerland get themselves a, um, a mixed-team relay spot by coming third in Lisbon. Nicola Spirig is there. She just gets better and better. She's still as good as she always was. Max Studer is there, and he, he's been very strong too. He's come on really well. They're both under Brett Sutton. They train together, the two of them. Andreas Salvesberg gets in. Uh, his brother misses out, so would be like to That's be there. That's a strong team. Christmas Day. Yeah. It is, yeah. And Yolanda Annan. Uh, Yolanda Annan gets in. Julie Darren missed out. She, she's, she's probably an unlucky one there who, who's had some good results of late. But, yeah, a strong team for Switzerland. And the other one is the United gonna- States. I'm going Go to make a call on Switzerland and, and, and have Nicola Spirig being the first triathlon in history to have three Olympic medals and, and potentially will equal Alistair with a gold. She's she's right up my favourites list to to do well. She's followed the same prep as she did for Rio. She's just done a 358 half Ironman on a, on a TT bike at the Europeans. Road bike, road she bike. She looks magnificent. On a road bike, yep. On her road bike. She did it on her, yeah, I meant yeah. to say her, her yeah. Olympic bike, not her TT bike. Yeah. It, it's, it's incredible. Like she, yeah. she just is the... You know she's got, she's got the experience. She knows how to prepare for the biggest events. It's her fifth Olympics. She knows this yeah. Olympic cycle better than anyone. She's not going to crack under pressure. It's going to be, it's going to be baby food for her. And I just think, with everything that's going on and and everything that's happened, she seems to be coming out the other side of this again, perfectly prepped, and and she's enjoying the team that's with her, a team of youngsters. I, I think I expect big things from that entire Switzerland team. I think that's a great a great team. She's got nothing to lose, Nicola. I agree. We heard Annie there for one second, and now she's gone again. But uh, look, I, I can't, you know, I, I can't disagree with either of you. Not that I would ever dare to, but she just <laughs> seems to be standing there watching everything else flit around her and just be unaffected by it. And I, I guess that comes with all that experience. And obviously, she's got a family. She's got lots going on. She's doing her, um, you know, kids' trailer. She's turning up. 
to a kid's triathlon this weekend uh, to shake hands and everything. And, and you know, you just you've got to be level headed to be able to do uh, those kinds of things this close to a uh, just like you, Tim, doing this podcast like thirty six hours before an Ironman. You know, level headed and uh, and very level and lovely. Yeah, it's more level than the Kramer-esque number that you were rocking last time. Yeah, you, if you if you contrast that to Annie, who just quits on us. And Annie just left. <laughs> She's a dude. Annie just left. She's a I'll be there till the end. Last man standing. I've had enough. That's it. No money for you. Half your money is still zero. So, um, United States, uh, obviously, and and you, you referenced it before, but I think Taylor Spivey's got a lot more to say than what you did say on that Instagram post. But you could tell that things haven't been all that peachy between her and, and, and you know, there's a lot of people who are in the same boat. So uh, more power to her. Uh, she's got more in her yet. Uh, but instead, we have Summer Rappaport, who's been um, selected for quite a while. Katie Zafir has got in, like we all said that she should. Taylor Nib, obviously, off the back of that fantastic win. Morgan Pearson uh, and Kevin McDowell. And that's, again, a, a very strong team. And you'd wonder, let's just hope that they all compete in the individual like they should. Um, but... Do, do you do we see? Do, I guess the question is: Do we see a U.S. medal uh, in triathlon in the individual in men's or women's? What do you think? Let's start Macca. Um, I'm going to say: Look, Pearson's Pearson has the potential to do it. Um, whether he can in, on a big race in his first big major event, you know, he's relatively new to the game. I we'll see on on the women's side if Katie. You know, literally 18 months ago, we were talking about Katie as the favourite for the Olympic Games. Now we're asking if the Americans are going to win a medal, right? She's lost a father this year. There's a lot that's happened in Katie's life, but you, you, you can never get away from the fact that it's Katie Zafiris. She's still the same human. She's still the same person, and, and, and she's in her training base right now. They're in lockdown. She's got a husband with her. She, she's focused on the job at hand, and I still have faith in the athletic prowess and brilliance of, of Katie Zafiris, and I think she could do something special and, and, and do it in honour of her father. What about you, Tim? Do you think we see the Americans on the podium? I think it depends on one thing, the swim, for both Katie and for Morgan. Katie normally is is like not even a lead pack swimmer. She's coming out second, third, and she hasn't been making the swim. If she makes that lead group, that'll boost her confidence like you wouldn't believe. And the other women around her will start to go, oh, okay, she's here, she's back. And then again with Morgan. Oh, speaking of, hey! she's back. Speaking she's back. Women. She's back. What is happening, Emerson? Oh, uh, no. You are the least useful link of this of this mixtape relay. You are the you are out first, right? Oh. I need a drink. It's only ten really What is happening, man? Are you all right? I think I'm on slightly on the verge of a nervous breakdown, but you know it's okay now because I got you three lovely chaps to look at. Look at you, lovely boys. <laughs> oh, wow. Do you have any questions on the Olympics? I'm all yours. Oh, we're not talking oh, about oh, that. Good. We've done that. Let's start. We're giving out the medals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're done. <laughs> we're not. You, we don't want to start at Austria again and go down the list. Okay, that's you, fine. You missed out on so that. We're talking about Paris. Paris yeah. games. <laughs> <laughs> This is a seamless podcast. I'm glad everyone's been hanging out for a month to to to, to hear another one. And now, uh, this is what we've been delivering. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna because now we've had some time go past. I'm just I want two names, right? I want or two names in a country, right? and I don't want any flip flopping. Annie, looking in your direction, I want men's winner, women's winner, and I want the team mixed team relay winner. And I just don't want any more words than that. I just want those. Okay, so Maka, let's start with you. You're the most prepared. Who will win the men's race at the Olympics? Um, I'm not prepared, but I'm going to give it to you very, very quickly. I'm going to say Tyler Mislachop will win the men's race because he's such a dynamic racer in heat. He does it easily and heat matters. And on the women's side, I'm going to go with Nicola Spierig because I love her. I think she's amazing. And go, Nick. She's she's phenomenal. Well, look, can't argue with any of that. What about the uh, mixed team relay? France? And the mixed team relay will be the French. Okay, Tim, what do you think? Men's, women's, and nation, please. Alex Yee, Flora Duffy, and the French. Oh, you, you, you know what? That's a, you've got an equally good argument, and this is why this is going to be such a good race, a good pair of races. Uh, Annie, uh, welcome to the Short Shoot Triathlon Show. It's good to have you on. <laughs> um, we were just asking the others before you left so rudely. Men's, women's, and uh, and nation, please. And I don't want a three-minute answer. I only want three, two names, please. 
There's a reason I commentate because I know that I really go on, but I'm going to keep it short. Okay, I'm going to say the Brits for the for the mixed relay. And I am going to throw one out there for the men because I don't want to copy any of you guys. I'd like to, but I'm not going to. Christian Blumenfeld for the men. Good choice. Mm. And and then for the women, women, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to throw one out there and say Maya Kingma. Yes, good choice. Good, good. I like good, that. Good. Yeah. Good. She's my dark horse too. I think she. Yes. And Christian. Very good. Great things. Yeah. Oh, the, all of them. Are you allowed to bet? Are you taking bets on this, Will? Are you like the bookie? I and can. I can. Should we, have a, should we have a short shoot betting comp? Well, I actually think that Brad Culp, Brad Culp on Twitter was putting up the odds. He, he created an odds book. It is possible to bet on the Olympic triathlon. Um, I'm sure if you can bet on it. doesn't pay him. Just be, just be aware no, of that. Pay him. No, he yeah, doesn't pay him. Oh, 10 to 1 and you put your money out and he doesn't pay you. Oh, I'm not sending him any money. I'm not saying him anyway, but you can bet on it. And honestly, Australia loves betting so much. And so does the UK that I'm sure that there's a market in both Australia and the UK and we could find a way to lose oh, some money. I loved Olympic betting. I made a fortune on Fabian Cancellara in London. I was like sitting here, he was playing 18 to one in Australia. I'm like, 18 to one, Cancellara? You idiots. See, they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> I, was like, I, I take a lot of, I'd usually take a lot of money from my mum because she's so vague and that it was, it's always on in the... It's always on in the middle of the night, right here in Australia, and then and then the replays are on all day the next day. So I stay up all night, watch all the results, watch all the things live. Then it replays the next day, and I'm like, "Mum, come look at this sailing! I bet you fifty bucks that guy comes from behind and wins." She's like, "Okay, cool, no worries. It's all replayed from twelve hours before." She has no idea. I just fleece her every single year. Every time. You're in, you're in, in trouble in Tokyo because it's all live. It's on your time zone. I know. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. Um, now, we, we're running out of time. There's 10 minutes or so left, but let's talk about the tri-battle. Now, Super League Triathlon have paved the way for triathlon to be seen as an actual entertainment tool for people to actually watch, right? Or at least brought it back to that. And um, how good that others are taking up the mantle and drawing new fans to the sport. Obviously, there's Collins Cup coming up very soon. Sub-7, Sub-8 is coming. Uh, Arena Games, we, we, we did something new there as well. And in the vein of sub seven, sub eight, or maybe even because of it, Jan Fredino and Lionel Sanders, uh, who have a long-running battle, and well, you can't really call it a battle because the only time Lionel's actually beaten Jan was when he was on one leg four years ago. So um, they're going to go at it in a pure match race called the Tri Battle, and it's going to be the 18th of July. It's going to be in Germany over the Iron Distance, and people are split about this. They were even before Lionel dragged himself home in 11th place in Coeur d'Alene. Um, what are your thoughts on the concept? 13 starters. 11th yeah, place. 13 starters. Yeah. yeah. Four hour and, and to be fair, marathon. Yeah, he walked, uh, what he ran, he ran nine miles maybe and walked 15 miles. Oh, God. That's sad. Uh, it's all on his YouTube channel, so you can watch it. What are your thoughts on the concept? Uh, Annie, I'll start with you because your computer's going to freeze any minute. What do you think about uh, the tri battle and, and, and will you watch it? I would definitely watch it. Listen, it's it's entertainment. It'll be bringing new fans into the sport. It's like the sub two hour marathon. No one's sort of saying that this is the Olympics or you know or Kona. This is something completely different. This is um, a competition. You know, a head to head with two of the greatest you know Ironman athletes. And what can they go? You know, can they get the world record? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think it will provide great entertainment. And I think it will bring new fans into the sport although you did that on purpose you cut yourself short there i noticed that good on you you're learning it's nice to have you on board uh maka what about you obviously you know you've been involved with iron man for 850 years i mean what, what do you think about this and is it a battle between is it a battle between yarn and lionel or is it a battle between yarn and the world record which is already his yeah look look i, I love this concept I, I i think it's a great concept because I'm a big boxing fan. I tried to do it with Lance Armstrong many years ago. I think face-offs or one or match races or, or, or races like this are great. I think the distance is probably a little bit mundane for a, to call it a spectator sport. And and Jan Fredino is a very, very clever cat, right? He'll be trying to pull a lot of um, Lionel Sanders' audience across to his. He's picking fights. He knows he can win. This is, this is a no-brainer for Jan. It's in his own backyard. Lionel's just had a, a shocking race in in, in Coeur d'Alene. He's probably got an Ironman Kona on his on his head now. He's still got to go into another Ironman after this. 
I'm bewildered that after that event in Coeur d'Alene that, that Lionel is saying, I'm going to do this. If he has any aspirations mm. of winning Kona and your, your, your period of time to win Hawaii, at the time that you're racing, you think you've got heaps of time. But in the scheme of things, you've got three or four good shots at it. And that's it. And you can't burn them up by running, racing four Ironmans in, in two months prior to, an Iron, prior to the World Championships. Idiotic. But I think Jan will will decimate it's going to be a, a, a non-event. I'll be watching it because I love triathlon. I watch I watch anything in triathlon. I watch the, my kids swim and run to the backyard, right? So it's um, anything to do Are with your triathlon. Your kids, though, you should probably watch them. You love them, <laughs> so that's why you should watch them. The nanny does. The nanny does that. Well, I don't have a nanny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he dropped in it himself in it, didn't he? But I, I think, yeah, I just think, my fear is, you know, Yarn's going to be six minutes out in front after the swim and it's going to sort of be a little bit of a, a foregone conclusion what, what ultimately happens. I think Yarn will probably go really, really fast and it's sort of this extension of his Ironman indoors that he did last year. And I guess during a pandemic, you try and do things that are, are interesting and, I'm, you know, I'll be, I'll be tuning in and following it. I think it's going to be fun to witness. I'm just concerned as a, as a true – I sound like I'm not a Lionel Sanders fan and I really am. I really, really like the guy. He brings so much, so much passion to the sport of triathlon. I watch his YouTube channel. Talbot Cox does a great job in promoting him. He's someone. He's so authentic, and I enjoy it. And I, I just get frustrated with it's not unprofessionalism, but at times where I'm like, dude, like, how can you not fix this? And and how are you doing this? Or why are you doing this? And it's. It's frustrating because I just want to see Lionel do well, and it's easy for Yarn because he's got he's won everything, and everything is just icing now. So, good luck to him. I'll be tuning in. It'll be a it'll be a, a mismatch. Yarn Fredino will dominate this race. Oh, we're going to do an Instagram live. I've got to ask you that. We're going to do it on Phoenix Live, an Instagram live uh, with Alistair Brownlee is going to join us for that one too uh, to call the last hour or two of the race. And Tim, you know what? You can come too, Annie. I'm not sure you can. You're going to have to get better internet. Um, <laughs> but. Let's talk, like what he said, and, and, I, and I watched that video uh, afterwards um, from Lionel's YouTube, and he's like, I'm going to go to Germany and do what I said I was going to do. I'm going to give Jan a run for his money. Haters are going to say that's an absolute joke. How in the world can you finish 11th or 13 guys in a local Ironman and then go give the best in the world a run for his money? I don't know if that's realistic, but that's damn well what I intend to do. And then, obviously, he's got to go possibly to Copenhagen uh, on August the 22nd, where he'll probably face the Norwegians who are going to try and Qualify for Kona, so Christian will be there. Gustav Eden are going to Copenhagen. It's and 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 Tim Don's going to be there. Yep, racing yep. in the Masters race. That's and, no Super um, Masters, Super Bets, Super Masters. <laughs> okay, and then the Collins the Collins Cup is is six days after Copenhagen, and he's in that. Yeah. And then then if he doesn't make Kona, he'll probably race the the 70.3 World Champs in St George. And then if he does make Kona, he's got to go Kona. So. Tim, Tim, is this ridiculous? Like you, man, you're still doing this sport. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that what, is ridiculous. madness. It is. I mean, you know, I love what he brings to the sport, his energy, his personality, his addictive personality. But I think you've got to be a realist in this game. It's, it's, a, it's not that he came 11th in an Ironman. It's how he came 11th. He pushed his body so far. He dug so deep that he had to, he was throwing up and had to walk the last couple of, well, more, last 10, 15K. And to turn that around in three weeks, physiologically, I'm not sure if that's possible. I'm no physiologist, but, you know, we're not talking he's doing a fish and chipper. He's doing a mano a mano against the, one of the best in the world. Jan has flown in, um, he did a race, what was it, Ch um, Challenge Gran Canaria, and he destroyed everyone in hot, hard conditions. He then went to Miami and he made everyone, you know, he, he's just in another postcode at the moment. So to say you're going to go and give him a run for your money, I don't right now. I don't think that's possible. But Lionel at his best, absolutely. And then he's got to qualify for Kona, and he's got to do the challenge um, San Marin because he can't let the um, the internationals down. So I'll be watching it a hundred percent. But I um I just feel by chasing everything, he's not going to achieve anything this year. Well, he's going to get paid though. That's what he's going to do. He's going to get lots of money. And listen, yeah, you, 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 you got to ask yourself, well, if you're if you're in this sport, yeah, if you're in this sport to win world titles and win Kona, and and you're at the peak of your athletic career in in Lionel's case, like, come on, whoever's in your team right now, 
Sna- yeah. Like, seriously. It, 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 either that or he has given up on winning Kona. And, yeah. and come clean and say it, and then I won't pick on you. But in my head, I'm assuming that he is still 100% committed to his sponsors, to his team, to himself, to delivering on the Big Island. And if that's the case, that's why I'm I'm, I'm agitated for him. I'm not against what he's doing because I love the guy. I think he's, he's awesome and he's capable of doing anything. But this this workload between now and, and October is ridiculous. And you can kiss Kona goodbye. If he makes it, he's just a tourist there. He's a dead set tourist. I don't disagree with you whatsoever, but I reckon that the amount of money that's been poured into this thing, if he pulls out, it's going to cost a lot of other people a lot of money. So he would have been, yeah. there's plenty of plenty of stakeholders in this tri-battle who want to see it go ahead and nobody saw this coming, what would happen in Kirtland. So he's got to put a good face on it. So look, let's hope that it doesn't, I think I feel like if I was commentating this thing, which I'm still available to do, <laughs> right? I'm wide Yarn open. This will be the commentary. And Yarn's first out of the water. First stroke yeah, and Yarn yeah. leads. And seven and a half hours in the race and Yarn Fredino is still leading. <laughs> that's true. See, but like at some point, <laughs> it is exactly right. I'm like, look at him. Left, right, left, right. He's still going. Here we go. But at, at some point, it might be in T1 or it might be later. You're going to stop talking about what's happening between Yarn and Lionel, and you're going to start talking about how close is he to 7:35:18, which is what you know they're not saying, but they're saying they're going to try and break it. And 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 how important is that? And Annie, welcome back again. Um, to if he does break the world record, how how much do we take that into? How how quickly do haters come out and say, "Well, as well as a match race, it doesn't count." But that's not the point of it, is it, right? You know, the point of it is to push the human li- human limits, I think. But isn't that well, sub Well, not going to push the human limits. It's, that's yeah. sub seven. Uh-huh. It's to bully the Canadian. You're beating up on the, you're beating up <laughs> on the weak bloke. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's Floyd Mayweather fighting Logan Paul. It's, 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 it's Hollywood, mate. It's not even real. It's not fair. Yeah, but you know what? Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul pulled in huge bank of pay-per-view. Agreed, agreed. And that's all it is. Let's not call it anything but that, right? Like it's... Especially it's true. given Lionel's that, current form, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like, it's almost like uh, pulling in a guy and just going, oh, yes, you're going to get whipped in front of everyone, but we're going to give you this amount of money. But you're going to go down in like, fourth. If, well, if you decided to race <laughs> we're going to eat our Malibu words, um, Super sentence. League, yeah, a bit like that. What's that, Timmy? Is sort of Frank Bruno, Mike Tyson? Is that what we're looking at? Frank Bruno, Mike Tyson? Can you go back that far, Macca? Yeah, yeah. Well, which which, oh, that which was fight, Annie? Come the first on. one? The, the, the anyone, first fight, he, anyone. Frank Bruno got knocked out in the eighth. Yeah. In the second fight, it was a, it was a better fight. I'm sorry for anyone, any millennial listening to this who has no idea what's going on, including me. They're Googling Frank who? <laughs> Mike Tyson, he was in the hangover. He had that he lion. Yeah, no, I get it. He had the tiger. His favourite <laughs> so, so Indeed. Mm, yum. Protein. Anyway, maybe Lionel can eat a few more of them and a bit less sodium in his, uh, in his diet if he needs to work on that nutrition. Um, let, yeah, let's... I will. We can't put this out. We'll have to delete this from the internet if Lionel wins. Right, think, yeah, we're going to eat our words if he does. Absolutely, no. You leave it right where it is. This is these are Macca's words. This is what he no, believes. Mate, Let's see if it. I, I say all this about Lionel because I love the guy. So I am. He's been. Mate, I've made a tw- text him all the time. I think he's amazing. I just oh, get name drop. I get frustrated <laughs> for him because. I've been wanting this guy to deliver in Kona for so many years, right? Yeah. Lange came along and did it, and I thought it was Lionel's time, and Patrick beat him, and then Patrick beat him the next year, and then Jan came back, and I'm like, mate, we're running out of years. Yeah. We've had a year off with the COVID. Now you're doing this shit. Like, mate, let's win Kona, then do this shit. That's why Jan can do it. Jan should have picked a fight with Patrick Langer. This should have been a, a – the try battle should be Jan versus Patrick. You know, that should have been the try battle. That would have been a proper you know, thing, and, and it would have been a fantastic fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there'll be some worried people who are behind the try battle uh, hoping that, that uh, he can pull it back together. We'll all be watching no matter what. Let's hope that uh, we see them uh, at some point in the same shot on screen uh, outside of the swim. <laughs> split screen. Uh, it's just the best we can hope for. Yeah, it would have to be a split screen. Uh, and then, of course, that's just an entree for sub-7, sub-8, but we're going to do plenty more on that. Uh, coming up but um, 
Uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up. We've gone for an hour. Thank you so much. Annie, Annie did 20 minutes and we did an hour. So uh, congratulations to us. Annie, good to have you on board. And, and everyone, I hope you enjoyed coming back and enjoy the Olympics. If we don't get to speak again, uh, everyone out there as well, enjoy what's going to be a fantastic festival of sport. Thank you, Maka. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, Annie. Good luck, thank Tim. You. Cheers. Thanks.